Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Patty here, your host for the Space for Magic podcast. And today I have a very special guest. She's become famous in the Space for Magic group because everyone wants to know what everyone's talking about when they talk about Patricia and Patricia's program. So I said, oh my goodness, like now that my training is over, my goodness, I have to get this woman on the podcast so everyone else knows who you are. So I have my dear friend Patricia with us. Among other things, she is a feng shui expert. She's also a good friend of mine. She has helped me tremendously build a relationship with my home that supports not just me, but our whole family. And she has so much wisdom to share. We definitely are cut from the same cloth when it comes to the woo stuff. Um, And where I lean towards, I think, you know, this background in like muggly banking, Patricia leans into her Irish mystical roots and brings forward so much magic. So Patricia, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. and I'm very grateful for that lovely introduction of my magical mystical roots. So is there anything you want to share that I really didn't convey that you think is important for people to understand about you? Not really. Um, You know, one of the things that I like to also say is like, I think we're totally cut from the same cloth in our passion for the woo and all of those things. And, you know, a bit like you, I've just been building up this like Mary Poppins bag of tricks of different modalities and things that I love, and then just kind of bringing them together with the feng shui and that it's not kind of, yeah, it all kind of merges together. Mm, I love that. I love that. And so I met Patricia, uh, we were in a mastermind together and her husband was as well, Ken. And so the other thing I find fascinating is Ken doesn't age. So I'm convinced, (laughs) I mean, Patricia's young too, but Ken does not age. And I'm convinced that Patricia's got some like fountain of youth in her backyard or something that he's been drinking from I don't know he literally is so and I to be honest since I've met him he has started getting younger looking and more relaxed and it's just absolutely been fascinating because the other day I was like you literally are so much younger looking than when I first met you (laughs) it's so fun (laughs) now everyone's gonna be googling trying to see what Ken looks like because your face is the only face anywhere All right. So what I find so exciting about the work you do, because I've worked with you. Mm-hmm. I started this process with you probably close to a year and a half, two years ago. But what was so interesting is as someone who teaches about resistance and releasing resistance, I brought so much resistance to the process. And it was so mm-hmm. interesting to watch myself because once I had really embraced the instruction you gave me and the guidance you gave me so much shifted. I mean, it was when we put 
I'm going to use a word, it's going to kind of jump ahead in, in the concepts. If you're new to feng shui, this won't make so much sense to you, but we're going to get into it. There's remedies to put in place. So these are, you know, things you can either add or take away in different areas of your home based on the directions that bring your home into right balance, I would say. Is that fair? Very fair and very easy way of explaining it. Yeah. So we put this remedy in place in our house. And and I have to say, my husband was like, you know, he, everyone always wonders like, you know, Ken kind of is on board with you. My husband is, is a muggle. He's a muggle and he's always going to be a muggle. He trusts me. Yeah. But like, you know, he's muggle all the way. So he's just like, what are you doing? He's like, all right, go for it. But he was kind of, what are you doing? And then we both, we put that remedy in place, that final remedy. And it was like a whoosh went through our house. Like I have never experienced outside of like a um, metaphysical process with a healer. I have never experienced such a whoosh of energy. And I was thinking like, why did I resist this so much? Like I have done things that were way more complicated and harder to improve my life. Why would I struggle with this? So that's my first question to you is, as people kind of start to put their toe in the water of feng shui, and we're going to talk a little bit because you've got some trainings coming up that people, anyone can do from anywhere. Why do you think that is, Patricia? You know what? I feel like one of the things is it's there is there's a two, I think also it's because we're working with two energies. We're working with your own energy. We're also working with the energy of the house. And when I first started seeing this was like this resistance, like every house is very individual and it has its own personality type and it's been like stuck in its own way. You know, it's been kind of like whatever way it is, it is. So when we're talking about changing the energy of a house, I was like, think of my uncle who's like a bachelor up in the mountains in Leitrim in Ireland like in the middle of the back of beyond and he's very grumpy he's very cynical and I'm like wow like if we're working with the energy of a 70 year old house like it would be like working with my uncle (laughs) trying to get him to change (laughs) so that was one of the things that really came for me with when I when I was trying to explain this to people it's just like you know we're working with a very dense energy our house and that has been so in, in its own way. It's like, well, I'm like this, you know? And one of the things at the very beginning of the journey with me is it's like, you know, start to let your home know that you want to change things, start to like connect. And even in our trainings um, that are coming live, it's like building that relationship. So it's like, you're both on the same page with like, this is what we're doing. This is my vision. And, you know, it's almost like a little part of like getting your house on board. And then you have to get on board with it as well. And that's a one part that I see is, is an important thing is this, that we're not just, you know, we're not just, it's not, I don't think it's just our own personal resistance. There's also the house has its own energy and it's been like this since it was pretty much built. Like some of those energies have been literally there um, holding back the house from kind of soaring or doing what it is since it's been built. And then on the other side, there's this side, like this little part, I think that's like a little bit like doesn't quite make sense you know it's like we have kind of and I'm so grateful for the idea of acupuncture and being able to explain it from that philosophy because it is all through the thread of acupuncture that the same concepts and the same energy that that acupuncture is so much more mainstream but sometimes it's like will this really make a difference even if we're a hundred percent part of it it's a hundred percent like we've signed up and done it there can still be this part of like does it make will it help uh, uh. and because it doesn't quite make sense logically 
it's harder for people to kind of go with it. And that's actually what has been the biggest full circle for me in this journey was when we first started out doing this feng shui with clients and going to them and saying like, you need to put this remedy here and this remedy here. And they were on their own and they weren't part of a community and they didn't really know the results of other clients because they were kind of like on this one-off thing. It was harder and they were way more resistant and they most of the time didn't do anything or they did some of the things that were just like easy and, and that. And then once we shifted into doing it as part of a, the program with the community and they started taking action and getting the results, now it's like, I have this resistance and someone is going to jump in and be like, just do it. You know, it's like this extra like nudge because we need something else to kind of help us move forward and not just me. It's like, hey, look, when I did this, this happened. And we've just seen that this week. I, I, I know, Patty, you've been super busy in your own community this week, but the other day, like our, one of our clients did the remedies. She did her remedies and she literally just messaged going like, I can't believe it. I just went on a discovery call for, with the new client. While on the call, I decided to double my rate and she said yes. And it was just like this kind of like, I, she's like, I don't, like, I can't believe I just did this this week. So I just did your, what you told me last week, but it's, she joined our program four months ago. And it took her that length to get to that point of that transition. So it takes time, I think, also for us to readjust and be like, okay, I'm ready. Okay, that's such a good point. I was just talking about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that that was why I think the receiving school works so much more quickly than when someone does the work in private because of that community aspect. So that's such a good point because when I start with you, because I had access to you privately, I didn't spend as much time in the community. And you're right, that makes a big difference for me. So shame on me. It's okay. And I think it is this awareness thing that I often, even when I'm working with clients one-to-one, I give them access to the program, to the group and to all those things, because I just know the potency of it. And the fact that a lot of my community or people who would join my, my world they may have like husbands or partners or wives or, or, you know, who are muggles and who are going to be dubious and not be as supportive. And that's where I'm like, you don't have to have their 100% support. What you really need is to have another team of people who are your biggest cheerleaders and are going to give you and help you and share with you what they did to get the results. Mm, so good. And, you know, I will say though, my husband, so we just finished launching the receiving school and you were so wonderful during it. And it was the most successful launch on so many levels. And as soon as the last day of the launch was, and you know, I was talking to my husband about it, he just stopped for a second. He goes, you know that everything started to change when we put these fountains in. And I was like, oh my God, Patricia's going to be so happy. <laughs> I love that. It's like music to my ears. <laughs> but I do think the fact that he can embrace that, I think that there's something shifting. And I know you have a lot more understanding on why this work is interacting on the planet at this time in a different way. So can you talk a little bit more about what shifted energetically to make this make even more sense? 
You know, when we think about feng shui and when I talk about feng shui, my whole idea, concept, and what I feel so deeply about is that essentially what we are doing is we're looking, if you spend time in nature in the perfect day connected with nature, and I know, Patty, in your training, you talked about spending time in nature and just watching how everything is just moving and going in its perfect rhythm. And that's essentially what we are doing and tapping into that energetic flow when we bring our homes into balance with the feng shui. And that's really what's happening right now is this realignment into a certain type of flow that hasn't, that's not dominated by the systems and the way, you know, it's like, just like your work. And I think that's why our work complements so much is because it's about opening up to this universal flow, this source energy. And when we do it with our house, it brings everybody in the house into balance. So just like you're saying, like every, your husband's saying everything started to shift when we did that. Because it's not just you that's going to benefit from putting and balancing the house. It's all the people in the house. And that becomes just so, so powerful and profound when everybody is benefiting. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, what was interesting is that for me in this process was that for as much as I understood a lot of different modalities, I had read books on feng shui before and I had done like little things that I thought were feng shui. And once I worked with you, I realized that feng shui, when it's applied in this very generic way, can almost be the opposite of what you need to do. So can you talk a little bit about some of the misunderstandings and I don't know, I guess mishaps that can happen when you don't access feng shui properly? I suppose, you know what, and I'm so grateful that you brought this up. And, you know, feng shui is like over 5,000 years old. This is a really ancient practice. And it was actually, you know, illegal to practice feng shui over many of the centuries that it has been like alive and, um, and, be, and cre- since it was created and brought into our space. And up until the 1990s, it was actually illegal to practice feng shui in China. So the teachers and how it's still part of our world and still making an impact just shows how potent it is and how, you know, the emperors and the higher sources didn't want this power in the hands of the normal people. So that's just something to kind of reflect on the potency of it. Now, one of the things is the misconceptions is like when something is brought from an ancient culture into our, you know, from, from the East to the West, we want the shortcuts. We want to try to find the easiest, the simplest way to break it down. And that's what happened. It just became diluted. There's many schools of feng shui out there, many different schools of feng shui out there that offer some advice and wisdom. And some of it can actually, sometimes it could kind of work you know, but it's more accidental as opposed to being specific. So I'm just going to give one example. And, you know, it took, I had to, this had to be proven to me as well, because I had read some of those books as well. You know, I got my first books about feng shui when I was 15. And actually it was still, it was classical feng shui, exactly what I practice now was what those books were. But in between that, I had looked at loads of different things and, you know, had Googled things and, you know, tried different stuff out. And, and, you know, you're like, oh, did it work? Did it not work? Who knows? But what I know is what we've been doing and the fact that every house is unique and every person is unique. It's the same idea that like we can't like one brush stroke for everything isn't going to balance and support a home. 
So some of the things, and just from one, from the biggest, very early days example was a client who came to me who'd been working with that more generic school of feng shui for 10 years. And she just said, you know what, like, I think it's, I've been doing it and it feels fine, but I, I still not, I'm still not that happy with the flow and things in my life. And I was like, great, well, let's have a look. So when she um, sent me all the information and, you know, we create personal reports for all of our clients, she had, and um, when she got her report, I happened to have a, have a call with her and she's like, she goes, oh, look, I always thought it was my prosperity area that was not there, was missing. And I was like, no, it's not your prosperity area. And she goes, well, that's interesting. I said, it's, it's, I said, it's, your, it's your family area. So when she had bought her house five years earlier, her family lived in a different country and she had a falling out with them, literally within days of buying this new house and hadn't spoken to them in the five years that she'd moved into the new house. So I just said to her, well, look, like put in these remedies, like balance this, this is what you have to do, blah, 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 blah and let's see what happens. And as she started putting in the remedies, she's also an intuitive and a healer, an amazing, beautiful woman. And as she started putting in the remedies that I recommended, she said she just shivers in her whole body and she did it. And the next day, her dad rang her after not speaking to her for five years. And, you know, for me, that was just such an affirmation of like what I was, <laughs> what I was doing and this school of feng shui that we, that we practice. And this has just happened time and time again, where people have been kind of practicing that kind of like generic form and just going from the books and, you know, and if that feels good to you, I'm like, great. Like, I'm, I'm never going to say, don't do it if it doesn't feel good, if it feels good. But when we come and the angle that we come at it is this kind of bespoke approach that, you know, every house is unique, the energies are unique. And if we work with that uniqueness, that that's when we can see really amazing results. I love that because that's, I definitely felt it, you know, for us, that's what we experienced, you know, even just, and you know, what I find is interesting is I think a lot of people, at least my observation is people get attracted to feng shui to either shift their relationship to money or to a romantic partner. And the biggest impact that we've seen is been in areas that are much more affecting on your general happiness in life, family, support, peace, ease, that whoosh of calm energy that came through. And what you're saying, like, you know, fam like we think these are the things that are going to make us happy, money and, and romantic love. But in reality, and those things do move, right? They do improve. Yeah. But it's these other things, these foundational pieces of our life that are really the essence, I think, of true happiness. Yeah, I love that you say that. And I think that this is one of the things that, you know, it's like, it's a little bit like, you know, people pain points are like, it's money or my relationship, and they kind of feel called into it for that. But then it is really about going into this place of flow. Like I've had clients who have really stepped into a much more feminine zone and started to kind of dress differently or start to paint and create or, you know, their children get on better or there's just better communication or there's just more fun or a lightness or a trusting in, in things working out. That is kind of, it's intangible. We can't like put a name on it, but it feels different. And I was just listening to um, one of the ladies that we've interviewed a couple of months ago, um, who's one of my clients. And she's like, it just feels like this bubble of protection around us. And we just feel great in our house. And like, 
that is so amazing, you know, because, and it feels like it's kind of like, oh, well, you'd want to, you'd always want to feel that sense of happiness and flow and connection in your home. But for a lot of people, that's not the case. You know, it's actually not. And we've had clients who were like, you know what, me and my husband and my kids, we get on better when we're outside our house than inside. And that's when it's like, if we can shift that, because that's, you know, that's exactly what you said. It's like the most important, that's the most important part. It's the t- fundamental parts of our life. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the other piece that I found shifted, it was actually, a, it was the remedies were already in place. And then you, you know, that's the foundation is, you know, shifting some actual objects that you put into your home to balance the energy or removing things from certain areas. And then the next level, I'm just kind of sharing this with people so they have context, is to do certain things like put affirmations in place or maybe add crystals to those areas that will enhance those areas of the home. Feel free to correct me if I'm seeing things off. But I did this very small affirmation and I put well, I'll just say what I did. So I put a crystal ladybug in my fame area. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even sure why I did it. Like it was given to me by a healer and I just felt like it belonged there. And of course, ladybug is, you know, luck and other things. And and honestly, fame is not the most important thing to me. Yeah. But what happened through this launch, and I did it right before the launch. And what happened during this launch was people kept saying, how have I never heard of you? Why am I just hearing this method? Like it became like, like it was like night and day, Patricia. It was crazy. And I think I've lost track of even where I was going. Oh, I know what it was. Once these remedies were in place, what I find is clarity on what to do feels so obvious to me now. Like one of the first areas of my home that I focused on, because it wasn't really the money or the love like that was important to me, was support. Yeah. And then suddenly it became so obvious who I needed to hire in my business and who wasn't working out in our business anymore. And I think it's also like those subtle changes, although they're not, you know, to suddenly always feel like, I don't know what to do next. And then for it to just be like, do this next, then do this next, then do this next is a really interesting shift that I've seen happen from this work. So can you kind of? I absolutely love that. And it's so interesting you say it because I was just interviewed on a podcast about team yesterday, about team and and the dynamics and the change in team and, you know, growing your team. And I have to say that like, I said to her, she's just like, well, what's your thing for like onboarding and bringing team and I said honestly I feel like we just magically call them in you know it's like and they're all the perfect fit in this pieces of the jigsaw of what comes next so I totally resonate with you on that and especially when we're doing work that really needs to and wants to get out in the world it's like we can't do it on our own we need the right people who are all aligned and want to support that mission and that vision And I just really feel that everyone on my team as well are like caretakers for this as well, for this mission to get it up and get it out, which is so beautiful. So yeah, I I totally hear you on that with the team. And it is the subtle like places, you know, it's the sense of like the support that people that will come and help you with different things, whether it's not even just your own team, like for work, for the business, but for all the other parts of life, like, you know, someone will just come in and be like, oh, I was just thinking about this thing. And then they're like, oh, here you go. And it's given to you. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Thank you. That's exactly what I needed. Or, you know, that's just that sense of it's almost like your house is like is listening to you and providing what you need at the perfect time. Yeah. 
Yes, truly. So you said something before that I'm going to take you in a completely different direction now. And, and I don't know what things are like where you are. You're currently, you and Ken live in a couple of different places throughout the world, depending on the time of year. But right now you are in Ireland, correct? That's correct. So here in the States, you know, there's been a real wave of awareness of Asian hate. I was almost going to say there's been a wave of Asian hate, but that's not accurate. There's been an awareness of it. Mm -hmm. And I think there's potential for someone listening to this to wonder within this, you teaching this, not in general, but within you teaching this, where's the respect for the Eastern traditions? And like, how do you honor the fact that this really isn't a practice that is Western-based? And how do you specifically pay respect to the tradition that you learn through? You know, I think that the I've heard about this. And to be honest, in Ireland, we are in our own little like bubble here. Um, and I'm not in the news or anything like that. But to for me, it's really just my honoring of it is sharing it. Like, honestly, I feel like this is just created such a powerful impact in my life. And uh, even for me, I often just kind of go, how did I find out about this as a 15-year-old from the West of Ireland? Like how, where, why did it come to me? And I remember sitting, doing my training and um, people here in this, in this community, we open to this. It was like I knew it before. It came so naturally to me. And the, yeah, that's how I really want to honor it is just literally saying, telling people like, this is really important and we need to recognize this and take action on it. And, you know, yeah, that's where my real reverence comes for it. And, and especially when I hear things about like, oh, do this random thing. And I'm like, no, like, don't, don't, you know, those uh, the kind of water diluted stuff really does make me feel upset. And that's where I'm like, I really want to stick to it as authentically as possible and make it really approachable and easy for people to do. And you've been trained through mentors, right? This isn't something that you self-taught. No, I've been trained through several different mentors. And what's fascinating is they come from very different types of backgrounds. There's some that have a very shamanic, like Peruvian shamanic influence. There's some that have been very strict Chinese background and others are actually are really influenced with the Celtic mysticism. So all of the teachers have kind of brought in their own personal influences as well. I love that because I think that, uh, and for me, I remember years ago, actually being in China, being at a meditation and, and this is before I ever even taught or trained in feng shui. I was in China at a workshop and it was a Quan Yin workshop. And what was discussed at this Quan Yin workshop was the fact that, you know, Kuan Yin's energy is like this line that moves this kind of mothering energy that flows through the earth and or through and around our world. But like Kuan Yin has the same energetic nearly vibration as like the, as uh, green or, or white, as white Tara, um, which would go into, you know, Nepal and, and Buddhism, another kind of form of it in Buddhism, and then over into kind of that Mother Mary energy. And it's like all of these lineages you know, have very, very similar connections. You know, when I think about here in Ireland and the kind of Celtic shamanism, it's all about the land. It's all about connecting to the elements. You know, we had a shamanic ceremony for our wedding and seeing how they are actually so similar as well. So 
yeah, all of them have come from, um, have different influences as well. That's beautiful. I, um, I'm so curious when you look back on all of the people that you've helped with this, and I know you have, you know, feng shui, like we've talked about before, feng shui is sort of the doorway that people come Mm -hmm. to you through your gifts. And there's lots of other practices that you work with and in specifically for feng shui. When you look back on all the people you've helped, what's the story that you love the most? The story that I love the most, and she just pops into my head because she's just she just had a baby a few days ago. And I remember Anne-Marie coming into our world and she really she didn't even know what feng shui was. She had no idea what it was. And she was having many sleepless nights around her finances. Her relationship was really just kind of on the rocks. The kids weren't happy. It was just, she was just in a really tough situation. She'd kind of moved into her husband's home, family home, like It was just not a great situation. And she just, without kind of questioning, you know, she just was like, this is it. I'm just going to do it. And, you know, for me, the journey has been just watching these clients who started out several years ago and watching them flourish, like absolutely like step into their power. You know, she was like, it was kind of a wish to have another baby. She's had the other baby to grow her business. She had no clients when she started our program. And she ended up now, she had a, within weeks or like very soon after she kind of created a wait list for three months, she's gone online, like she's been in the newspapers, she's just, and she's really just flourished. Like, it's just so amazing to watch that. And now she does decluttering. So she's even come on and done the declutter day with me. And she's got her own, you know, she's helping people as well her, with her own ripple effect. That's like one of my favorites is that. And it's, it's all of the aspects, you know, she actually kind of tagged the, uh, the hashtag feng shui rocks. Cause like when I talk to her, I bring her on and, you know, even when people have been kind of wondering whether they should join feng shui, she comes on and it's just like, just do it, just join. That passion is so amazing. And the thing is, she's not the only one, but when we're doing our work and we're wondering like, oh, like, why am I doing this? And, and I just think, God, there's like, you know, millions of Anne-Marie's out there who need what we have to help and that's what we have to get up and do every day is just show up and hope that they go and feel that call and nudge that she felt to do it even though she was kind of like diving in at the deep end and not like into the unknown Mm, yeah so good so I'm sure there's people right now who are ready to get started and you have created an opportunity for them to do that with you in a really easy way Mm -hmm. So your training drops, this podcast episode is going to drop on the 14th and the training that you're putting out is going to start tomorrow when this drops, but you have something even going on on the 14th in the group associated with this training, right? Yes. So if anyone wants to sign up to join me in the training, I'll also be doing live Q&A sessions. And I'm also going to be talking about the actual overall energetics of this year and last year. Because for me, when, when, I, when I started diving into this, I was just blown away, you know, about what's going on with the elements and the energies of each of the years, um, particularly because we've been going through a very bizarre energetics <laughs> is an understatement for last year and this year. So I'm going to be talking about that, the energies of this year and, you know, what we can do to, to you know, support ourselves as best we can. Uh, and then we'll also be doing some more trainings on the 
our own personal Chinese animal sign. So you'll be able to find out what that is and what the what's in store for each one of our Chinese animals, along with the masterclass trainings, which will be getting you started with feng shui. Ooh, I love it. So for those of you interested, I will be partaking because I love taking anything Patricia puts out. It always reminds me that there's still still so much for me to learn. So you could go to pattylennon.com forward slash home love, and we'll put that link in the show notes. What can people expect to walk away from the training with, Patricia? So when you come in to join us in the training, the first thing you can expect is to kind of get a better, deeper understanding of what feng shui is and building a more positive relationship with your home. I love integrating um, meditation and sound healings and different things during the journey as well. So they'll be part of my live Q&A sessions. We also have an opportunity to ask me any questions about feng shui. So if you read something or heard something, I really want to be able to demystify that. So that's um, an amazing opportunity. And I also share a quiz where you get more clarity about your house type. And this is something that really is just not known or taught about or spoken about. So that'll be it. And it really, I think it helps you understand what has been going on in your life and how you can improve it and turn it around. So that's um, super fun. And then we will also be doing some practical setting up some beautiful prosperity altars and setting up our homes and to call in more abundance. Oh, I love it. I dismantled my prosperity altar and had started recreating it, but I would love a guided way to do that. Yes. Yes. Well, perfect timing. Oh, awesome. All right. Well, Patricia, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your just your beautiful soul with us. Is there any last words of wisdom you want to leave everyone with? I just want to say thank you so much for this opportunity. I just want to say to people, you know, we have this resource that literally is under our toes, over our heads, that literally can be supporting us so much more than we could possibly imagine. And I'm excited to help you, you know, just connect into that and activate it. Mm, So good. All right. So go to pattylennon.com forward slash home love to sign up for Patricia's training and you will see me in there with you doing all this good stuff. Thank you so much, Patricia. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.